What's going on, everyone? And welcome back to episode three of the Dapper Villains podcast. Today, we're talking about the newest, hottest menswear accessory that you see out there, and that is the mask. So we're going to get into that. And I'm Dana Blue, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, my partner in crime, Jay Such Dave. Dave, what's going on, Hey, bro? what's up, buddy? So Jay, Jay and I have been going back and forth talking a lot about masks lately. We're going to get into it quite a bit. We've, uh, we've got some examples of some good stuff, some bad stuff. We'll throw some images up of uh, some really dapper guys making masks look good. Uh, last episode, we talked to a very interesting clothier, Jay Gatz, uh, from yeah. Atlanta. I thought that was a great episode, Jay. What do you think? Yeah, man, he was real natural, and it was a, I believe it was a very good first guest because uh, he kept, he was talking and uh, saying a lot of very interesting things, very unique perspective too, yeah. and. Um, it set the bar for the show to be uh, very villainous. So he he had speak, a hot you know? take on uh, a lot he, of things. Yeah, he had a hot take. Like, he wasn't safe. He wasn't uh, politically correct. Like, he will mm. say, you know, what he wants to say, which is which is what exactly what we want the guests to. Because a lot of people in menswear are too shy or, yeah. like, too, you know, afraid to, to come out being themselves. And yeah. uh, that's what's cool about this industry where you know like off the mic like i i hang out with a lot of these people so you know when it's not recorded when it's not you know live uh people are very chilled and a lot of characters are very cool but then you know i, I see when they do podcasts or interview everybody because it's they have to represent their brand yeah. and, and not themselves and um here we want people to be themselves and uh, that's why we, we felt like the big gap for our podcast. That's why I love Jay Gatz too, is his brand is brash. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, really, the, the main topic for today, though, is, you know, in these pandemic times, COVID-19 running rampant throughout the world, you know, global pandemic, America's got over a million confirmed cases now. You know, countries are shut down, locked. Some countries have closed their borders, extended it for months. So we're in a time where, you know, protection is also limited. PPE, personal protective equipment, for, is really needed for medical professionals, the people on the front lines, the doctors, the nurses, the assistants, people working in hospitals. And so N95 and surgical masks have become limited. In the World Health Organization, most you know, governmental uh, health, public health organizations are recommending you wear a mask, not so much to protect yourself, but to prevent the spread of the virus to other people if you were to have it and not and still be asymptomatic, not know that you had it. And so we want to talk about this one, because it really is something that can work into the sort of sartorial repertoire of our listeners, right? If you're, if you're a dapper guy, you wear a suit every day. You can get a mask to work with what you've got. You don't have to rock a uh, a Bane style mask with multiple filters and like oxygen intake. And also, th there's a lot of shit masks out there that we want to kind of point yeah. out. There's things you you need to be looking for and things that are important to consider when you're getting a mask that is not an N95 or a surgical mask. If you're getting a fabric mask, there are things you need to think about. So 
I know Jay, you have a couple samples with you of the bad and the good. So if you could run us yes, through I've, those, I've, that'd be great. I had a chance to visit a few mass factory because people have been buying fabrics for from me to send to to these factories and uh these are normally factories i have no contact with because they're uh, usually people who make sports clothing because mm -hmm. um, it's not really that easy for tailors like guys who make suits to change to make masks but um a lot of the sports guys are changing to make masks and uh they because they need to be stretchy for the cheap ones and um this is an example of one company uh one sporting wear company making a mask and uh they use polyester 100 percent polyester and they use sublimation printing on it so what sublimation is is they print it on a special paper and then they heat transfer it mm. the the color is not guaranteed that it's safe to breathe in the first place. Like wearing it as clothing is one thing, breathing it is totally different. So yeah. this could be very dangerous uh, to wear. And it's also, you know, this is $2 stuff. Mm. And um, this, this little, this little, I don't know why I'm uh, showing it to my mic instead of my camera. <laughs> but <laughs> I was like, oh, it's two black things. Okay, which one do we, I, I kept like, going, oh no, okay, here. <laughs> the, <laughs> <laughs> that's so that's not very adjustable. early in the morning yeah that's not adjustable and this can can tear really easy like there's mm. just a little straight uh, stitch lines although they do have this filter gap so that they can say it's safe mm -hmm. this is like a more uh correct politically correct thing to do so that you can put you know you don't get sued for not having a safe mask but yeah um but this is actually important on a real good mask. Also, it's important because you can yeah. replace a field. So that's polyester. Right. That's a synthetic fabric. And what we've seen as a recommendation from, you know, pretty much every public health, the WHO health ministries is that natural uh, fiber masks are the best. And some of the research that's come out recently is showing a mix of fiber weaves is the most effective. And so, I, polyester yeah it's a very stretchy sport fabric like you said the sublimation is questionable i've not seen any research saying that you know it's safe to breathe in that sublimation anchor that it doesn't outgas and i know yeah. i've never seen a recommended use for sublimation for something on the face yeah but i could see why it will sell fast because yeah, oh, like this is mask. the thai this is a thai giant um character and yeah, uh, um, i feel like anybody walking with this is cool right yeah. but then it looks then, awesome again, don't it, get me wrong that mask looks, awesome. looks amazing for for 50 baht for like fucking two dollars yeah this this is uh you know a thing you would want to buy it's like a dollar it doesn't work yeah yeah it doesn't work that's the that's the problem okay and there's an, uh this is the other one this is uh what i call a polyester out loud or paul like lol but mm. um if you like you could hear the oh, polyesterness yeah. in it you know and uh so they've used this kind of like um i don't know what mesh kind of material yeah inside and uh it's just literally that layer and polyester now the front so, is two pieces huh yes so there's got they stitch it right here so right this is another common shape yeah this is another common shape of mask right mm. like where they would stitch in the middle and yep this pizza kind of shape that's um, that's a very easy sort of mask to make 
um, just from yeah. a construction perspective. Yeah, I also want to go into later why why this why you made it your shape instead of this shape. Yeah, but um, yeah, this is the most common shape of mask. And then um, next one we're gonna go to is this is a dollar a piece, mm -hmm. but this is literally one piece of fabric. Like there's no, uh, no muslin scene. or anything like that. And you can see like if oh, I pull it, you could you could even see already like by just stretching it you can see the background you yeah. can see what's behind it so this is absolutely trash mm. uh my dad bought this uh surprisingly and uh, he <laughs> said uh this is the best mask this is it's almost like you're wearing nothing i'm like well it's because you're wearing nothing <laughs> you know uh, it's so comfortable to breathe in well you know what's more comfortable to breathe in wearing nothing at all because this is nothing too yeah um so yeah yeah. I didn't do the Indian accent because I still want to be in the will. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yes, this is, um, this is another type. This is $1 mask. And um, last one is what the tailor started pushing. This is actually from a suit manufacturing factory. Uh, they sent me this yesterday. This mm. is for about $1.5. Mm. This is 100% cotton with a layer of muslin in here. Nice. Um, but then it covers till this part. So they, I think they use like a, a pan pocketing fabric. Um, mm. And then uh, like a shirting fabric on the outside. This is the strap they've used. And uh, well, I guess this is adjustable because you can then do that. Yeah, I don't know if I want that and behind my ear. I know, right? It's so ridiculous. But uh, well, that's, you know, this is the cheap shit stuff for you. Um, yeah, so this is all the cheap crap that I could get from the market. Yeah. And then we have this wonderful mask uh, made by Dana and uh, knit by Jib. Yeah, so um, these are coming out of Supervillain Haberdashery. I've got, I've got one here as well. This one is the pug pattern that we have. So, yeah. you know, we work mostly with uh, Japanese fabrics. And so the Japanese cotton, so all the shells like Jay has here are urban uh, camo Japanese cotton. What we've seen in the research is that multiple weaves of natural fabrics create the best barrier. And so you can see the fit when Jay puts it on. Yeah. You know, this design, it's a single piece. There's no stitching in the front. And you just top stitch the cotton into the, uh, the back layer and it creates a, a, a very contouring shape for the face, especially, you know, being here in Asia where people don't have high nose bridges. Generally, most of our customers yeah. being Asian don't have a high nose bridge. This sort of flat top falls much better on the face. But because we have a reinforced bar in here, a little wire, if you have a big nose like me, it, it will form to my nose as well. So it fits every face profile. Yeah, which yeah. We so you, you it got also this has like little on the bottom. You got this metal uh, thing right here. Yeah. And uh, so this part is for glasses or is for the nose? No, that's or just to, to help go around the bridge of the nose. So it, okay. it's just a little notch so that one, you can line the mask up easily without seeing it. So you can kind of feel where that is when you're yeah. putting it on. And then if you look at our air loops, our air loops are actually adjustable. So we make a, we, we cut all these to length, we double loop them, and we have a slide so you can actually slide adjust. Uh, and for the most part, it works for kids around 10, if they have a big fat face like me. 
And then, yeah. you know, Jib, who has a very small face, is an adult that works on her. And it fits. Jib, and Jib is both. 12. Uh, Dana is a perfect. <laughs> I'm not Andy. I'm not Andy. <laughs> and, uh, but, but then also, like, it fits someone like Jay and I. Yes. Okay. Uh, from the stitching perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so why this shape um, okay. instead of that typical this shape? Like, so one, we didn't want to create going. a seam down the middle that was gonna that was gonna put holes over the breathing area, right? So when you stitch, oh, I right, see. you're you're creating holes right around the seam that are bigger than the weave in the fabric, and so that's gonna create a point of of weakness or, or in the product. Also, it a lot of it had to do with fit. That type of mask for the majority of our clients are Asian because we're based in Bangkok. So yeah. they don't have a big nose bridge. And if you don't have a big mm-hmm. nose bridge, you don't fill out the top of that mask. So when we decided to go with this flatter shape, it was with the idea of being able to create a better contour to the face. And like the weight distribution of your mask compared to this one is, I feel like there's a huge difference because here all the weight is being on, on the nose. Yeah. And uh, it's really uncomfortable. But with that little middle this allows the weight to be all over here yeah so the support comes from right to the from the cheek to to the nose correct and uh, that's a lot more comfortable to wear long term Hmm. the other thing that's important is fit i mean we've all seen people whose mass is clearly too tight and it's like pulling their ears down or more commonly we see people whose mask is too loose and it's falling off their face it looks like a diaper oh like our prime minister he wore a silk mask so what's wrong with silk mask because a lot of people are like the pocket square makers and stuff they're trying to like fuck around with a silk mask and uh, trying to sell that as a premium silk is a if you want to use silk as a a fiber in the mask it's not horrible but silk by itself offers almost no protection you know from the virus and it's the way that silk wicks and a lot of the, even though silk is a very tightly woven fabric, it, it's got a, a high wicking property and, you know, it'll end up like pulling, uh, either, like sort of pulling the virus through as part of it. So you want to kind Dana, of avoid silk by itself. But Dana, I'm, I'm, I'm talking as if I'm the pocket square supplier. Um, but Dana, I've got the layer of muslin inside. <laughs> That's already the protection. One layer of muslin is great. And again, it, you know, if, if that's what you want to do. Also, the other thing to keep in mind, we're in a tropical country. And so if you're in a warm area, silk is an incredible thermal insulator. So a lot of people who go to extreme cold wear silk as a base layer because it traps heat so well. So for me, I don't want to be walking around, you know, in 30 degree heat, 40 degree heat Celsius, uh, like 90, 100 plus Fahrenheit for uh, everyone not, everyone in America, everyone else knows Celsius. Um, you know, I don't yeah. want to be walking around in, in warm temperature where I'm sweating with something that's used a thermal base layer. So a, a lightweight Japanese cotton with an open weave, and then we blend our fabric. So what, what I mean by that is the recommendation that we've seen from several academic papers is blending different weaves of cotton or, or other natural fibers helps create the higher level of helps create a higher level of resistance. So inside of our mask, we have the outside, the cotton Japanese layer. 
And then inside are two layers of a cotton gauze. Here in Thailand, they call it salu, but it, it's a cotton gauze. And that has a wicking, a wicking um, potential to it. And it also has some moisture resistance. Then on the okay. back, our back layer is a black muslin, which is a, a nice tight weave and offers enough airflow, but also blocks enough of your exhaling particle, the particles in your breath to be protective. Now, because we have a, another pocket in ours as well, I don't know if you can see this with the black on black, but we do have a, a, a filter pocket here. That's an additional two layers of muslin in front of your face. So there's six layers of, of fabric between you and the actual outside world, between your mouth and the outside world. So the part you're breathing through has six layers of fabric. And it's still very easy to breathe with this mask. But I think the most important thing is the fit, right? The ability to get a fit that is snug to your cheeks, snug around your nose, and cups under your chin. Yeah. How important is washability? Like silk, uh, the part um, that one of the reasons why silk would be bad is because it won't be washable, right? Well, you and, can wash it. It um, just it, it'll fall apart. Yeah. So um, wash So it's it's well, all these masks are supposed to be washed, right? Like yeah, every day. So I guess for washing cotton material, like cotton would be yeah the best. Cotton's ideal. Use. Wool, obviously. So the other thing is we yeah, pre-wash wool. all of our fabrics for our masks, so they're all pre-shrunk. And I get yeah, yeah I've got merchants who tell me zero shrinkage, and of course I get two percent shrinkage with their fabric. <laughs> Terrible merchants. These people, you know, they're just no, doing but, you whatever. Know, the like, um, They'll do whatever they get by, you know. Whatever they get. Yeah, I can't blame them. Two percent is yeah. actually really good. My the muslin shrinks forty percent. You know, I had a client who called me, and instead of saying Muslim, and he, he would say Muslim, I was like the the religion Muslim. I was like, can I get two black Muslim rolls, please? I was like, <laughs> I don't have any black Muslim friends. Um, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> So, okay. So about the mask. Um, yeah. So, you know, you would package it in um, plastic, right? Correct. And uh, that was the first question I had. Like, because you, you know, very eco-friendly guy, you became a vegan to, to help the environment. And yeah. I was like, why would you put it in plastic? And um, so there's a reason for that, which is yeah. to, so, so when we ship wash them. it before. So when we shipped them, we, we packed them individually in a plastic bag. And I was actually trying to source a, uh, a biodegradable non-plastic bag. However, the factory that makes those locally shut down. So I, I couldn't get any biodegradable bags or else I would have got this, this is a, um, a company here that makes, uh, I think it's a rice starch bags and they're sterilizable, just like, um, just like plastic, except that they, they will break down over like a couple of years. So they're, but so for now we have the, the plastic bags that are sterilized and then you can use that. So you can take our mask right out of that bag. It's already been washed, dried. You can take it out the day you get it, throw it on, wear it, which is really important because you don't want to take time to wash it and then dry it. And then the other thing you can do is if you take that off, say we get to the point where malls open back up, movie theaters, yeah. restaurants open up. You can go somewhere, take your mask off. Now, keep in mind, it has everything you've been breathing inside. 
you can throw that back in the bag, put it in your, your briefcase or your purse. If you're a woman, have some lunch, have some dinner, take it out, put it back on and leave. And then you, you haven't infected the inside of your bag with what was ever on the inside of your mask. Then that night when you're washing your mask, you can spray a little bit of alcohol inside the plastic bag, clean it out. It's good to go tomorrow. So you're not just continually to travel with these germs. And we thought that so was you're, what you're saying. Thing. You're recommending not to throw the plastic bag away, right? To, That's what to I'm recommending. Yes. Yeah. And again, so, I, I don't, least... you know, eventually when, you know, we move on from the mask, you can, you know, if we ever get to a world where we don't all have to wear masks when we're outside, you can then recycle it, please. And hopefully mm. at some point in the future, I'll be able to get a biodegradable bag so that, you know, you can keep it for a year or so and then throw it in the trash and it will degrade. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, um, okay. You know, this sounds, uh, like, Oh, why are we using plastic and stuff? But, mm. but, uh, think about the real wastage, right? Like, so when, because of restaurants can be open and so everything is by food delivery and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, some, some places still use foam and, um, yeah, especially these, uh, in Asia, they use a non-biodegradable foam and, uh, you know, it, it wasn't yeah. until January that, you know, 7-Eleven stopped selling, stopped using plastic bags, but now they're still using them. They just don't offer them. You have to ask. Or if you buy food items, they'll give it with the thing. Mm. Yeah. But I mean, I am quite surprised that, okay, at least Asia got to that level where, okay, plastic, you know, at first I was annoyed too. I was like, Oh, but why? Like, what, what is this Europe? Like, why are you like, you know, not giving plastic bags when I, when I bought like 300 baht, but then like it, it builds that habit that, okay, next time, Oh, you're going to be charged five baht again for mm. just a plastic bag. You're going it, to, it changes your mind and then you fix your own bad behavior. Mm. Yeah. I carry, I carry my tote with me just about everywhere. So if I do go shopping, I have a tote with me. Now, I haven't used plastic bags in years. You know, obviously, well, before, making masks, uh, before making masks, um, mm. tell us what, what, what you actually make. Uh, because yeah, so you Super Haberdashery makes uh, bags. <laughs> so I'm a little biased, but yeah, Super Villain Haberdashery makes bags and uh, hats mostly. I'm trying to venture into some garments, but, you know, for, for the most part, bags and hats. And so I like very high-end, like denim briefcases, canvas briefcases to... You know, I have a lower end tote bag to some some fairly high end tote bags. So yeah, I, I always have a tote with me. Yeah, I'll I'll need one when I when I when you when you go back to making uh, tote bags again. I feel like it's gonna be a while because you you're getting a lot of orders from around the world. But, yeah. Um, yeah, that's yeah. very much thanks to you, brother. Okay, man. No, but but it's 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 I feel like people need this because because this actually really works. Hmm. And um, I wouldn't want people like everybody's making masks, but like they're not making the thing that works. And that's yeah. wrong. You know, we, none of us are in this business to make masks, but no. we're, we're here because we, we feel like people need good masks. Hmm. That's all. Yeah. Like if somebody could copy this, sell it cheaper, go hmm. ahead. Like we really recommend yeah. a lot of people do this. Like now, once now I get some free time. Once I get some or, free time, I'm going to put together a tutorial to teach people like the pattern that we use because we yeah. took the pattern from somewhere else and we were a little late to the mask game because we made the pattern and we realized that there were some improvements that needed to be done and sort of being, uh, Jib and I are both sort of product development nerds. So we mm. really went through the development and design process to make some iterations and improvements and that's how we ended up with the uh, 
the larger piece for the nose and the adjustable air loops and the multiple layers inside that we ended up going with because we wanted to test different fabrics and their, you know, how breathable versus the different weaves that we were using. Also, like the direction you cut, like you said, a, a mask needs to be stretchy. And while this mask is very rigid, the way that you cut it on the grain or there's certain parts that are cut on a bias make it so that it has a little bit of give to it, but not so much that it loses shape on your face. So we, we went through like the whole, you know, design thinking sort of product design development process. And so when we get sort of a lull in orders, the idea is that we'll, we'll take a break and we'll make a video to help other people make better masks. And don't, don't get me wrong, this is not the only design out there. There's a lot of proven designs. And, you know, this company in uh, the U.S. called uh, Origin, Origin Maine, that they, they're making masks, but they're using denim in their mask, which I, I think is a bad idea because indigo sits on top of denim and it chips off. And we talked to a respiratory specialist, a, a doctor, and he was saying that for someone who might be at risk already or have a respiratory issue, that that could lead to problems. But, you know, they're producing 30,000 masks a week or something crazy sure. like that. So big up to them. You know, they stopped production on their main product, which was jeans to make masks. So I think they just opened their production lines the other day I saw on Instagram. Uh, other guys like uh, Joe's Bows on Instagram, he's making some beautiful masks. He mostly does bow ties, suspenders, ties. So he shifted to start making cotton masks as well. And I, his are beautiful. If you're in the U.S., check him out. And then, uh, you know, there's a... I might be this... collaborating with him soon, thanks to you. Oh, great. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah I, I love his work, him. man. Yeah. I, you know, I'm a big From fan Albuquerque, of... From Albuquerque, New Mexico. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, uh, I'm a fan yeah. of what he does. I told him to connect with... Too. With who? With Red Rabbit Trading, one of the guests that we will be interviewing soon. Yeah. Um, he makes sure. jewelry and stuff in New Mexico. But yeah, man, Joe's Bow's, uh, like, I love the work he's doing. Then there's a girl from uh, Oakland... Uh, Roland from Guru Designs that she's been making masks and uh, she's making a great tie behind the head design. So, you know, there are people out there doing other great designs as well. You know, by no means is what I do the only design. And again, none of us want to be in the mask making business. Um, but the one thing that really got, got us to jump into it was I was getting on the train one day and I saw someone selling a single layer unfinished edge polyester mask with little string loops for airs for like double the price that someone should even be paying for a high quality fabric mask and people were buying them yeah. and i was so upset by that i was like this is a, a one layer synthetic fabric doesn't even have a finished edge on it it's just surged and folded and you know people are buying it and it's not helping them so they're getting this false sense of security and Jib yeah. and I sat down and we're like, all right, let's, let's find a, a starting point. Let's not start at zero. Let's find someone who's already got a good mask. We made a couple of different versions. Uh, ones like with the split down the middle. We identified some issues with that right away, especially with uh, like a more Asian featured face again, which is the majority of our customers. And we're like, all right, how can we, what can we do here? You know? And so, that was really the, the sort of uh, the catalyst that got us involved was just being upset that people were getting sold shitty masks. And then we were like, all right, let's do this. Let's make it as cheap as we can so people can get their hands on it. 
and, and put it out into the world. So that, that's what we did. And the response has been great. And, you know, it, it's been good that people are getting masks and we've got like police orders, police officers ordering our masks from us as opposed to the masks they're being given because they don't want to wear polyester. They, they'd rather have something more natural. Wonderful, wonderful. All right, man. This is a very informational show. This is a, probably the most serious show we have done so far. So and it's good. I think people, it's, it's a much needed uh, episode. And uh, I think the you. other thing, this is part of the new normal now. And if you're a Satoru yes, guy, right, you want to have the option to match. To, you want to have, you still want to look good wearing a mask. So you don't want to wrap your face in a, yeah. a, a turquoise, a fake turquoise looking yeah. surgical mask. Right, you want to have like, the option like this, to have. <laughs> this graph check pattern. I would never ever wear this as a shirt. Never ever. Like this yeah. is like insurance salesman uh, pattern. Um, but like things <laughs> like this, uh, this this cool. This looks cool. Like this this already matches my my uh, look. It's a great so, shirt, by the way. Uh, this is a yeah. She's it, a legend. Know, she won the Nobel Peace Prize for uh, having two people stop fighting by. <laughs> you know i i love the uh i, I if you guys are listening on the uh, the audio version of the podcast you can just jump on and look for a second on the youtube version and see see what jay is wearing um you know one of the things that that i love about that urban camo pattern is it's so versatile so yeah um you know we've got You've got a guy wearing it who might just be wearing shorts and, and a tank top going out to the gym. Like my, my buddy Bear Williams, he'll be in Tremors 7 coming out, you know, straight to straight to DVD probably uh, next year. But, you know, like he can wear it like that. And then uh, kind of one of the local sort of uh, menswear tutorials here in uh, Bangkok, uh, Charles Yap, is actually he, he got a, <clears throat> a mask for me as well. And he bought that urban camo and he rocks it with a suit. So he, he'll do yeah. a double-breasted suit with a beautiful shirt. And it just it looks so perfect on him because it gives him a little bit of flair. And I think, yeah. you know, in menswear, especially if you – it's not about being stiff. It's about being comfortable and natural. And playing Absolutely. with different patterns gives you that option. And I think a lot of men are realizing that a, a properly made but sort of dapper face mask can give you a nice playful thing for your outfit. Absolutely. They all don't need to wear a uh, a shirt Graf like Jay to be playful. <laughs> Is that a gray <laughs> shirt you're wearing? <laughs> so, yes, right. you know, I, I think that there, there's a, a very sartorial side that, that will come. It's not as important right now, but in the future, as this, like I said, is the new normal being able to have a little bit of style with your mask will be an important thing to, I think, a lot of our listeners. Cool. Yeah. I'm glad we did this episode. Yeah, me too, brother. So, guys, I want to thank you for, for tuning in. we got a great episode coming up for episode four. We have an amazing guest, uh, Mr. Natty Adams, the author of I Am Dandy. Uh, yes. Is, is that correct, Jay? I am Dandy. I am Dandy and we are Dandy. So and we he are has dandy. two books. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so uh, it's, it's amazing author. He's, he's one of the, you know, one of the most important journalists of our industry. And sure. uh, we're very happy that he's here. He's going to yeah, be here. Such a, such a prolific writer. I mean, just the things, the way he thinks about men's style 
in menswear on a, on another level. And I'm really excited for that episode. I think it's going to be great. So be sure to check that out. They'll be dropping it in a few days. Jay, thank you for your time. Everyone, be sure to subscribe. Check us out. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, anywhere you get podcasts. We're on YouTube. You can check all the video versions of this show out. And in the very near future, we'll, once COVID dies down and Jay and I can actually see each other in person, we will be working on some unique content for the YouTube channel. So be looking for that as well. Until next time, stay dapper, stay villainous. Stay villainous.